Shall we start? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll just list off the uh, the top topics that were voted upon. Uh, uh, Erkin uh, set this up for us. Uh, you know, he posted in Steam. Uh, about Thank it. you. Uh, the top uh, the top Thanks. two were uh, the fourth generation Boink credit system and changes to the whitelist. Uh, following up from that, brainstorming new ideas for Boink projects, uh, potential uh, deeper feature extension. Like, so if you've got any ideas how we could improve the reward mechanism, uh, the future Gridcoin roadmap is up for discussion as well. The then coming up is the magnitude and balance voting type uh, balance uh, discussion, whether or not it's dis- you know balanced or not. It's up for discussion. There's quite a lot actually. Uh, magnitude multiplier, whether or not people like that. Generally in the forum, people are very against it. Uh, the team membership is uh, also up there. Uh, I made a separate post about that, and it got quite highly voted up. Uh, after that, uh, we've got suggestions for potential challenges and competitions and uh, whether or not people want to rain uh, Gridcoin or uh, other crypto assets onto, you know, the users who participated. Uh, marketing, marketing activities, uh, new, searching for new developers, uh, engagement mechanisms and incentives such as the... Uh, email marketing, uh, you know, those kind of ideas. Uh, yeah, and uh, at the very bottom we've got uh, communication, media usage, uh, introduction of each uh, of the users in the uh, conference call. And uh, lastly, uh, block pay, uh, gridcoin mining and scalability. I think that comes into uh, the uh, team membership kind of topic because it's uh, removing that which really bring scalability into question. Uh, then talking about the BitShares platform uh, and uh, how to make a Gridcoin wallet easier to use by uh, new users. So should we uh, start with the top topic, yeah? The yeah. fourth generation uh, Boink credit system. Our team money's here now, yeah, totally. Let's do this. What's up, man? Welcome. Excellent. Welcome, our team money. Hello. All right, so I'll, I'll start first. So at the end of talking about the uh, the team membership, uh, you know, requirement, uh, Fred, uh, it came to uh, the, atten- uh, the attention of multiple users that there were uh, limitations of the current third generation Boink credit system and that there were methods of cheating, that the benchmarks weren't brilliant, that uh, development had effectively stagnated and for the last, you know, about five, six years at least, uh, there hadn't been updates to the wiki, you know. So uh, I created a fourth generation Boink credit system thread over at the uh, the Boink forum, and uh, yeah, it went really well. Yeah, it went quite well. We had we've probably had about sixty replies thus far. Uh, we've not managed to actually nail down an actual definition of the fourth generation uh, Boink credit system, but there is a general consensus that. It would. It's uh, something a lot of people want, even uh, users across multiple teams, not just in the Gridcoin community. Uh, it's uh, 
it's I think Erkin or someone else in the forum said this the other day that it's not going to be a quick fix. It's likely going to be like 12 months or more of development, you know, defining, even defining the uh, what could be a fourth generation system needs to be finished first, you know. Uh, does anyone have anything to say about the fourth generation system or even the, fir- the current system? Well, I started reading the thread, but uh, I stopped because, uh, yeah, it was, was a little bit off topic and then I, I lost interest. So that's a feedback from a fresh user on, on the topic itself. But I don't know more. Yeah, I read a few comments, but that was it. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Programming, who would do the actual work? Uh, is this still done by, by the Boink guys? Or do they still have funding for this? Or is this just an idea that's in the room that somebody could do? This is just, uh, you know... Uh, the Boink and Gridcoin community is discussing it in the first place. Uh, there's not really been anything uh, put, n- no, nothing's been dedicated yet to, you know, uh, at the moment, uh, I think last year, uh, Boink funding ceased, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I- development has stalled, so potentially what we could do is we could potentially fund Boink development through, like, uh, there's a tip for commit systems for Bitcoin and Peercoin. Uh, we could probably fork the Peercoin system, but then uh, I think Christian Beer was interested in this. But then the question comes down to who gets rewarded for what's being developed for Boink. Uh, at the moment, there uh, David Anderson hasn't you know joined the conversation, and uh, I think Rom Watson, one of the lead uh, developers for Boink, is interested. In developing uh, the next generation point credit system, he's got a, a, a document up on his GitHub uh, page, you know, uh, going over what he would like to see. But he's not uh, participated in the uh, discussion yet. As uh, Erkin said, uh, the forum, the topic did go off topic multiple times. Uh, often users uh, being hostile towards Gridcoin's involvement in Boink in any way, shape, or form. But you know. Yeah, a lot of people have a problem. They see it as, like, monetizing volunteer computing and stuff, but uh, those same people will also come into the room and tell us that Gridcoin's worthless anyway, so why are we trying? Yeah, and then they don't... They shut down <laughs> communication, and they don't suggest anything, yeah, so... Exactly. Just ignoring them is probably the best idea, I think. Can I back in there very quickly? Yeah, go ahead, mate. Yeah, I, I mean, as a new user, and I mean, I'm a new user, um, I'll be very frank with you, it is pretty technical, and if I didn't know as much as I knew about computers, I wouldn't have bothered. That's unfortunately yeah. the way people will look at it. And I, But Gridcoin is a, is a good way of getting people interested in Boink. I've been interested in Boink for a very long time, and I've now hung my coat on Gridcoin as far as I'm concerned, because I've looked at all the other ways that things are done. And I didn't like any of them. I think this has got a lot of, um, a lot of uh, what's the word, invention in it. And as a result, I feel that it should be attracting more people to Boink through Gridcoin. And I think Gridcoin should become almost their funding arm. Definitely. Uh, it, it, Boink is totally open source, I imagine. So it could be forked and we could call our version Schmoink. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. we, this was was brought up in that same thread uh, the uh you know, if if we wanted to make serious changes, we could fork it. But at the moment, there hasn't really been any, uh, you know, serious consensus breakage. You know, there's we've not got into fights with anyone. There's no, you know, negativity apart from a couple people being hostile. You know, it's uh, it's just a matter of getting the bank developers interested in, you know, taking up the challenge or us funding them in some way. You know, but uh, you're right; it is quite difficult for new users to get into Gridcoin, into Boink, it's uh, a difficult setup process. We have lo- we lose a lot of uh, new potential recruits just from that, you know, recently the uh, the Gridcoin uh, wallet has become a lot more stable, so that's good, at least. Yeah, like, in the interest of uh, making it easier and stuff, like, one of the things that I would, I'm looking at is kind of like that stuff, uh, like the portableization of the wallet, uh, James was saying that the wallet is portable because he just put it on a USB stick or something. I'm not sure what he's under what he's saying there. I'm talking about like making it like an actual portable app. Uh, you know, kind of making everything like an all-in-one kind of install thing. Uh, if anybody wants to help me on that, that would be fun. But I'm cool to try by myself. Yeah, automation is the way to go. Is you know, the the, the I, I think the operative way to 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 put Gridcoin out there, as far as I'm concerned, is to put is to put it as a screensaver. And that was originally, Boink was all screensavers. Put it out as a screensaver, just as an addition to whatever. Um, even as a, as an, as a, an email, as you said, email um, advertising lock. I guess the easiest way for new users to get involved in Boink and Gridcoin is to go through a pool. You don't need to acquire a, a, a balance first. You know, you don't have to uh, sync the blockchain. You know, you could have your coin sent to an exchange or a, a mobile wallet. We've got a couple of those coming up into the future. In the future, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, if we can get the, the pool open sourced, that might become an op- an option. Is more pop up, you know. But, yeah, because uh, right now we're still very 100% dependent on the pool, and in the last time there hasn't been a payout for two weeks again. So that's, I think, the, the biggest weak point at the moment, because it is easy to set up, but it depends on, on the pool, and Katie has not been there that often. So, yeah, that's something I think we should discuss later. Then. Yeah, if it was open source, I'd set up one immediately, like as soon as I knew how. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I probably would. I, I thought, you know, in the possibly of uh, not even charging fees in return of yeah, uh, uh, being allowed to vote with the weight. You know, it's a controversial, but silly idea. It's a good point. Uh, Karika raised in the uh, in the chat, uh, since he can't speak, uh, if we forked, we could... Uh, accusations of monetization, you know, and trying to destruct the, uh, the, the Boink community could get worse. He's right. So working with the Boink community is probably the way forwards. That's really the only way you can go anyway. If the original plan is to, if the plan going forward is to get rid of the team requirement, forking it would kind of kill that idea, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's good to have ideas there and to to keep on developing them. But at the moment, we just don't have the resources to do actual development or do anything in specific. So regarding the fourth generation credit system, there's not that much we can do at the moment. So the, the goal should rather be to grow at the moment, to look at, the pool working 100% and then we can focus again and when we have the resources, when we have the user base how could the, the, the boink uh, be improved? Truth. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I agree. 
So then the email marketing campaign and stuff like that then. I think we need to fix the newbie block first. Yeah. Uh... Can can you explain what is newbie block? Easier to stake when you just start Gridcoin. Ah, okay. I think it's the first, first. like like three or four, three or blocks, four blocks. Uh, you're given uh, a you're large, given large uh, bonus uh, stake weight where you previously didn't have a stake weight. You know, so uh, people with like two Gridcoin are being able to stake quite easily. It's uh, I don't know. Personally, I feel like it might be unstable. Uh, you know, towards. Uh, uh, stake weights across the network. Uh, originally, it was brought into effect because uh, rewards were originally tracked from when you first staked a block. So getting people to stake a block was made a priority. But then uh, Rob made the change that research were tracked was tracked from when you first advertised your uh, your beacon. So you only needed like a, a, not even one grid coin to enter the system. So it's kind of like a leftover code, you know. So Okay, but it it is a psychological um, welcome, for want of a better word, to see that first block there. And even if the um, even if the beacon just created a a first block, that would be a great psychological advantage. I agree, possibly, but I, I feel like uh, users get used to being. <laughs> Staking regularly with this okay. new newbie block, then they they think something's gone wrong when they no longer have this bonus. You know, uh, can this be misused? I mean, imagine I uh, make now fifty VMs with uh, or or more five hundred, and then every every is a new account, and then suddenly I I, I send from all of them beacons. Right? Can the system handle five hundred blocks somehow? I mean, coordinating it. I'm not sure. I mean, at the moment, uh, it's not entirely necessary. Like, uh, 500 newbie boosts kind of thing. But the the thing is, people don't get feedback. So when it doesn't work for weeks, it's it's too much because people are, okay, I do a lot of point research, but I don't get a result, so I quit. If they knew it's working, they would continue and it wouldn't be a problem that they have to wait, but they don't know that it works. So this is kind of the confirmation that actually the system does work, so you get a small reward at the beginning, so they're more likely to, to continue. Yeah, I agree with that too, because we do get a lot of people in the IRC that are just like, hey, I, I started I started Gridcoin two weeks ago and I still haven't gotten paid. Is it working? Yeah. Especially users who don't run the client uh, continuously. You know, they may never stake a block, especially if you've got a low amount of uh, grid coin, you know. Well, that's their problem. It is up, <laughs> it, it ultimately, it is, up, it is the responsibility of the end user to acquire a balance uh, large enough to stake. Uh, the DPOR does increase your stake weights. Uh, it's not fully explained yet because it's not got a, a white paper, but, it, you know, So you can't, you know, tear it apart quite fully. I think every time we have this discussion, we get to the waiting formula, and then we get stuck. And I'm wondering if you've hit the nail on the head, Custom Miner, and that we need a white paper that talks about how we weight blocks so that newbies, we don't need a special newbie block, 
just that newbies see something over time. No problem with that. No, definitely. I think a white paper would be brilliant, it's, especially if we could maybe, uh, you know, creating a bounty for the white paper, if we get it created sooner. Uh, the problem is if we, you know, sit back and try wait on Rob to do it, you know, it's it's difficult to, it's unfair to rely on an individual to do everything, you know. Yes, ma'am. People like flashing lights. If flashing lights flash, they watch it, and therefore they'll look after it. I mean, new users uh, who haven't got a large balance should be pointed towards a pool. But at the moment, since we've only got the one pool, it's uh, you know, it's a big risk. Uh, should we move on to the next uh, topic, or uh, does anyone have anything to say about the fourth generation point credit system? I think the biggest problem with a fourth generation credit system is everybody thinks it's a good idea, but nobody really has any idea on what to change or how to implement it. Like there's no, there's no even step one. It's we want it, but nobody knows what they want. Indeed. It's so not it's being like defined. Just... Yeah, right, exactly. Just... So let's say the goal is to, to, to refine what, what, what we need. And then some point later when Gridcon is much bigger, then we can go back to this again. If, uh, if Gridcoin could split up into like five teams that all try variations and uh, compete against each other, you could have like a genetic algorithm to figure out these parameters. And uh, you can post something, maybe you can raise some money for the white paper or whatever uh, on Steemit. Yeah, defi- definitely. We could do that. Uh, RT Money, I'd probably. Uh probably guess at least like a couple hundred dollars would be worth someone's time to spend to create like a, an academic paper you know that's not even that much I yeah, it's not, not a lot did a first version of, of, of white paper where we and uh, quest tried to write together everything we know it's already one year ago or something but the everybody i mean it's on the forums everybody could use this also take some parts out of it Definitely, we could uh, collaborate together and uh, put the knowledge we have uh, into the paper. Just want to clarify which paper we're talking about. A fourth-gen paper or a... Um... Uh, the Deepwar uh, white paper. The, the Deepwar white paper, okay. Yeah. Cool, all right, so no one have anything to say about the fourth-gen uh, system then? It's, I think uh, it's... I don't think we should shut down a discussion of it. I think if anyone has a good idea uh, regarding it, they should try and interact with the point community. But for the Gridcoin community, it's not a massive priority. Like, we can't affect it. We've got our own priorities. From what I gather from the conversation is you don't really want to take a step forward with doing all the coding and crap until you have more people on board, but there's not going to be enough people on board unless they see something on paper that they can go towards. Catch-22. Yeah. All right. So the next topic is uh, potential whitelist changes for projects. Uh, I've personally been uh, talking about uh, potentially purging several projects from the... uh, the neural network uh, at the moment, uh, those would be projects without uh, SSL encryption. They're transmitting plain text passwords over the internet. That's bad. Like team founder accounts could be intercepted. Their credentials could be intercepted. 
There's also uh, WProp is being uh, manipulated at the moment by an individual who's uh, got a large mag. So we're talking about maybe eight, nine projects. What do people think about that? I'm in. How should we uh, proceed with uh, that? Should we have individual votes in each of them or should we have like uh, a vote that says uh, any project that doesn't have SSL? We kick out kind of thing. I think it should be done in stages. Um, the ones that don't have SSL contact the administrator of the projects and give them this amount of time to upgrade to SSL. I mean, SSL is easy to implement. It's free, it's very easy. essentially, for them. So, I mean, give them an X amount of time. If they don't reply or they don't hit the the window, then we, we I mean, I guess we do have to put it vote, technically. But I would at least like a heads up saying, hey, you're about to lose, like, say, like, if you look at the challenge challenge for Yahoo, Yahoo yeah. has SSL. But if we were to say, we tell Yo-Yo, hey, if you don't have SSL, we're going to leave. The huge, I mean, in the millions of credits, that would be something to motivate him to be an SSL, I think. I think other projects should be given the opportunity to either, you know, put SSL in or lose the Gridcoin community. Comply or die. Well, uh, regarding uh, informing users, uh, project admins even, uh, about this, I've uh, attempted that with uh, going through the forums and didn't get anywhere. I think maybe one or two projects uh, upgraded their SSL. Uh, but I think, yeah, you're right. Well, we should directly contact them via their email and give them a bit of time uh, and then individually vote on whether or not they should remain. How many did you say there were? Like eight? Like eight or nine. Um, I think that, that the, the SSL thing is a big one. The projects that allow manipulation. Um, WooProp is the biggest one. I mean, right now, obviously. Definitely. Know how we, have, we have a pretty good idea how he's doing it. And if you look at it, WooProp does not serve any scientific purpose or any purpose really. So it's yeah. like... What are we really losing? Yeah. Uh, funda- um, fundamentally, you can extract the host.xml uh, file from each uh, project, and anyone who isn't hiding their host details, you can get the exact info of like how much rack each uh, type of uh, CPU and GPU provides, and that's it's more helpful than what we, WProp provides. They provide like uh, how many seconds uh, a work unit took, but you can't really take that and put it into like a uh, a profitability calculator, for example, it's uh, very limited. Like you could say, well, I've got two graphics card options. Which one computes an individual project quicker? You know, it, RT money. Yeah, definitely it is. It is very uh, helpful, but I mean, I think it's limited. And uh, we've asked in the past for changes, like uh, if they could provide an average rack, but they haven't got back to us and. Uh, I don't think it's worth rewarding anymore, to be honest. Uh, The idea about, uh, in the chat, someone's suggesting that uh, we should have the Gridcoin network detect when projects go inactive rather than uh, after, like, you know, 40 days be like, okay, this project's completely inactive. Let's completely kick it out of the neural network. I think it's a good idea that we... uh, maybe gray list a project that's gone inactive, you know, uh, if 
it detects uh, that there aren't any work units available. Uh, most projects do provide like a, a server status page. I think it's only uh, World Community Grid that doesn't, that we could uh, extract how many work units are currently available in progress and potentially store that in the neural network alongside you know, the team statistics. But that would require uh, some code changes, but I think it's a good idea. It would take a lot of uh, you know, maintenance out of the neural network. So does it the whitelist now, is it done by someone actually controls the whitelist right now, correct? Yeah, at the moment we just have uh, kind of informal uh, polls that don't go anywhere. We have an individual that, uh, you know, interprets the the poll and, you know, either adds it or removes it. Yeah, having to have a vote every time is kind of a pain, especially uh, since I can't figure out how to vote from my wallet yet. Yeah, Linux users... <laughs> Linux users don't have a GUI to vote, and uh, it's, uh, there isn't a GUI option to create a poll. You have to do it by the terminal, or well, by the command line. All right, then. Yeah, gray list is cool. Definitely, I agree. So give give them a chance to put their house in order. Yeah, man, definitely. Just axing them right off because you're bitter, that's not really going to help anybody. No, like, uh, like Dennis is a good project, but it has often periods of uh, no work units, you know, for months on end. But it's still not really worthy of removing from the neural network because it's not like it's not uh, malicious or anything like that. It's just run out of work. We shouldn't be kicking it out completely. Yeah. But with the current system, that's what happens. Does anyone have anything else? Uh, ideas for the the whitelist? Any projects they don't? really like or uh, suggestions for changes that could benefit the system? Well, I still think it would be a good idea to have not just binary. This project is on the whitelist and this project is not on the whitelist, but like that people can vote and then a whitelist rewards according to how much people voted for it, depending on however they voted. So it's not just binary, but it's like this project gets that much and this project gets that much because there is a decision already, which is that each project has the same worth, but even that is kind of worthless because World of Community Grid co- uh, consists of several projects. So why do you say that one project of World Community Grid is worth less than another project? And also this would enable to do like a softer voting that like when a project has does not have SSL, you can punish it kind of without taking totally off the whitelist. But I think that's uh, technically not that easy to, to implement and everything, but I, I'm still very much in favor of this idea. I think uh, that is kind of covered by the, the topic of a magnitude multiplier. It's not exactly a magnitude multiplier, but it's the same kind of idea, like whether or not one project should get rewarded more grid coin than another. Like, uh, yeah, like okay. World, World Community Grid has like seven different sub-projects, you know, whereas... Uh, it gets rewarded the same as WProp. I mean, that's, to me, not quite fair. Uh, and, I mean, there's also the opportunity to extend that to say, like, uh, what if we could vote for uh, one project to get rewarded more than another so that computing moves there? Like, uh, it could be, like, uh, a reason to buy Gridcoin, like a project admin wants more computing power, so he votes for his own project kind of thing. But it's a very... It's quite a controversial subject. Uh, I've created that thread like about maybe a year ago now, and uh, 
very people are very passionate about whether they like it or do not like it. You know, it's I'll link it in the uh, comments if people are interested. Correct. Uh, bringing up an interesting point there with the holding on to the RAC too long. I, I was talking to Neuralminer earlier. He has like ten times my IRAC for World Community Grid, and he shut down all of his computers like three months ago or something, and he's still kicking my ass. So I don't know. Maybe the RAC has to be addressed or something. How long you can have RAC that it's still profitable to keep it or something? I don't know. That's why I was supporting RTM's uh, suggestion that when projects run out of work, their magnitude or rack is scaled out of the system until they have work again. When they come back in. Yeah, there we go. Cool. All right. So uh, should we should move on to the next topic. Uh, we've, I'll just post. Uh, they've, they've all got the same uh, quantity of posts. I'll chuck them into the chat and uh, see what people want to talk about, basically. So brainstorming ideas for new Boink projects, uh, extending the DPOR system. I think that's uh, potentially uh, been covered by uh, talking about dealing with inactive projects. Uh, Gridcoin's roadmap, the uh, the magnitude and balance voting weight, uh, whether or not it's balanced or not, and uh, the team membership requirements. So does anyone want to focus on one first? Or should we just go from top to bottom? On the uh, brainstorming for new Boink projects, I recommend that become a, a Steemit uh, topic and uh, harness the power of the community. I'm a total newbie, and I'm not necessarily going to even install Gridcoin, but I'm excited to watch where it goes. I'd be glad to donate to it and to tip it. Um, and so you might find a lot of power in the uh, Steemit community of people who aren't necessarily prospects for installing or, or working with the system other than to help you out with uh, upvotes and see that you're funded well. Definitely. I've been using uh, Steam for the last uh, week or so. I was initially kind of, I don't know, cautious about Steam, but I think I've kind of grown towards it. It's a, it's a good system and uh, we can all upvote each other's content and get it, you know, noticed by new people. It's a, a good tool. Uh, regarding uh, new bank projects, uh, there's a new bank project called Goofy X Grid. It was only like created a couple months ago and he the admin created a blog post stating that uh, he'd already gotten like 10,000 hosts connected. So, you know, if you have an idea for a Boink project, you could potentially be seeing tens of thousands of CPU cores dedicated to whatever you want computed. And if you were to buy that on, uh, you know, a cloud computing platform, it's way out of the range of most people's, you know, capabilities. Cool. Well, in terms of new point projects, I've had the idea of like a Gridcoin Utopia, so kind of like Bitcoin Utopia, but with a difference that, and I think that's going to be very uh, controversial, that some of the Bitcoins earned by that are going to be used to buy Gridcoins on the market and then burn them, so send them to an address from which they cannot be used again, thus efficiently making the price higher and uh the other part will be donated like just like it's with Bitcoin Utopia. But that's just an idea and I, I did some programming with it, but then I probably won't have the time to finish it. So it's just an idea again. 
I think one of the the problems that uh, Bitcoin Utopia ran into was that it mainly supported USB miners, and those have been uh, uh, completely uh, replaced by uh, what you call it by ASICs. So potentially, if you, we weren't focused entirely on SHA two five six on multiple cryptocurrencies, you know, uh, mining those, selling them, buying Gridcoin, and doing as you say, burning them or distributing them. Uh, it could be a decent idea, I agree. Although there there already exists uh, EOBot, on the other hand, that you can point your multiple mining rigs at and uh, yeah, earn Gridcoin for. So there's two arguments, you know, to that. And also you cannot really, as far as I know, I do not know how does Bitcoin Utopia verify the work units. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it was uh, potentially kept close to his, his chest, the secrets of what he did. I think it might have just been like a pool and he, uh, he uh, after he had personally verified it, rewarded points, I'm not quite sure. Uh, you'd have to talk to him about it. But his uh, RT Money said, yeah, they did move away from donating their proceeds and it was kind of controversial, uh, yeah. Bitcoin Utopia that is. Uh, so yeah, and I'm not quite a big fan of proof of work anymore. I used to be a big, you know... Uh, I used to really like proof of work, but uh, you know, after the switch to proof of stake for Gridcoin, you know, and my ASICs caught fire. Yeah, I'm not sold at all anymore. Proof of stake <laughs> is far better, man. Seriously. Uh, regarding potential Boink projects, uh, I think this is a, a great. Uh, I think it's a brilliant roadmap for uh, Gridcoin in the future. Like, uh, what could really bring. Gridcoin into the limelight is if there was a, a commercial bank project. So say, uh, let's take Burp for example, vid- video encoding. Say you want to have your video processed, you pay a bit of money, you, all the uh, users crunch that data and the fee that the customer paid is distributed to all of the crunchers. That's like a massive uh, area of, of uh, new pro- projects that could be created, you know. And we're just waiting for the first proof of concept to really come out. I think only thing that would require would be to be like, you know, uh, a payment processor built into a, a Boink project and be made open source. I think that's a great idea. And if it works like, you know, like Project Rain works, where it, it assigns how much you get. Like if you 100 grid coin, it assigns by your bag how much you get. I think that'd be perfect for the people that would be crunching that commercial project because... Obviously, the most the people with the most work, we get those payout. Definitely. Anyone have any other ideas for bank projects, or should we move on to the next step, the next topic? Even that last one there was um, sorry. I was thinking about the say the last one there um, was um, the last thoughts there were uh, something I really agree with. Um, I'm going to be a watcher more than a doer, so for a while anyway. But um, what you're talking about is certainly interesting. Yeah, I'm just thinking oh. about the Boink-based payment processor thing. That sounds neat. It's got my mind going. Definitely. I think a main thing that's holding back new uh, commercial Boink projects is uh, both the validation of uh, completed work, you know, preventing cheaters and stuff. It possibly... Uh, that's possibly also linked to uh, the fourth generation Boink credit system. And also 
the grey area that exists for uh, you know uh, potential commercial projects. Say, if you were to create, uh, you know, it might not be legal in another country, you know, and you're effectively making a company when you create a a boink project because it's a centralized server. So, you know, it's a bit of risk that an individual has to take on, but it's definitely a you know a lot of potential for the Gridcoin community and the Boink community, definitely. Agreed. All right, so, cool. So Sorry, I think it's also like with the other, with the fourth generation credit system that, that first we have to grow and that's when it will be much easier to actually do something like a commercial project. But right now the, the whole ecosystem is just too small. So what we should focus on now is make it easy to set up with pool and everything and then when do marketing and stuff and then when we have enough users it will be much easier to actually develop something like this because now when somebody sees okay how many people use it and everything it's it's just too small at the moment i think yeah definitely but i think uh brindle swan had a good idea of creating a, a steam post about uh what people in the community think would be a cool new idea for a blank project even if it wasn't commercial or whatever it might bring a lot of new users to redcoin in a kind of marketing sense you know yeah yeah it's a great idea all right cool uh should we move on to uh the bitcoin roadmap then uh personally uh i see uh i've created a uh a gridcoin market pegged asset on the bitshares platform uh we're just waiting for a price feed script to be uh upgraded updated even with uh gridcoin's price feeds from uh Poloniex and Bittrex, and then that will be live. Uh, that's not issuing new Gridcoin, so it's not inflating the Gridcoin platform. It just allows you to, to uh, uh, create Gridcoin on the BitShares platform and utilize their uh, you know, tools and projects. Uh, we're, looking into, uh, we're looking into a bridge onto the BitShares platform through OpenLedger, and uh, I've, I've been going back and forth between with uh, Ronnie regarding that, so hopefully that'll be something that we get done soon. But it's uh, the he's very busy, and so is the uh, contractor he's bringing in. He's very busy, so that might not be for a while. But uh, that will hopefully bring uh, Gridcoin onto uh, multiple mobile wallets and uh, payment processors such as uh, BlockPay, uh, RT Money. Yeah. Uh, so say we have the bridge onto the BitShares platform, that means like you could uh, send Gridcoin from our blockchain onto the Gridcoin blockchain, no, sorry, the BitShares blockchain in the form of, uh, you would send uh, Gridcoin to OpenLedger and you would get back an open dot Gridcoin asset, which you could use on, uh, there's at least three mobile wallets that we would then have access to. Uh, there's a payment processor, BlockPay, that has uh, thousands of uh, companies that are investigating using it. So, you know, we could be potentially opening Gridcoin up to thousands of new users to use uh, in person on their, you know, on their phones, not just on the computer. Yeah, uh, cool. Definitely. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of these we wouldn't have to pay a bounty for. They're just almost instantly supported, which is, you know, a decent benefit whereas you know a lot of the the payment processors on the internet for uh cryptocurrencies you have to pay a big fee and then if you don't have a certain amount of uh you know transactions you get kicked off so i think it's beneficial for 
Gridcoin, definitely. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of merging. It's bringing Gridcoin to the BitShares kind of community. They'll get, they'll notice it and maybe get involved. So, you know, I think that's beneficial. Does anyone have uh, something they think is in uh, Gridcoin's roadmap in the future? Um, a better UI would be pretty great um, for the wallet and for Linux support. Um, so, you know, they could vote from the wallet, that kind of thing. That's, I think that should be pretty high on the list. Um, and I imagine new users who first see this wallet or try using it, they're, I mean, it doesn't look, it doesn't look as professional as you would expect. I agree with the, uh, uh the lack of features in like the Linux client, like you, you currently don't stake a super block with uh or you know participate in a neural network when you run when you're running the linux client and we've got a lot of linux users that's something that's quite a big uh, problem and also the ui problems regarding voting like uh voting is a big part of gridcoin it's definitely uh something we need to improve might want to have that as a button in the on the left side instead of some of the other things that are there like some of the really good useful goodies are fairly hidden and the debug and console stuff. Definitely. These are things that, you know, will mainly change when we, uh, when we manage to recruit more developers at the moment, we're very much reliant on Rob, you know, to take time of his busy schedule to make changes. Uh, if we can hire a contractor or recruit more developers, then these are things that we could definitely address, you know, sooner. Um, this is from a complete newbie, so it's not a real informed opinion, but I, I don't see uh, the coin part of the grid coin as being that important. Um, I think it's more the being paid for having your compute cycles uh, do something useful. And, you know, as far as like integrating into block pay, I'd rather see uh, some type of... Uh, Thing around like uh, steam back dollars or even bit usd as a payment mechanism so in gridcoin if i made anything i'd probably transfer it to steam power anyway where i'm earning 400 percent interest till april uh, so anyway i just offhand think that the focus on the coin part uh is not that important the focus on the pay part is more important well, I've been thinking about this. So uh, I've been trying to look into extending the Project Rain function, right? So currently we've got the ability to uh, to distribute a, a chunk of Gridcoin to users of projects you select based on their uh, total rack or total, you know, point score or their average current score uh, as a form of tipping, right? But at the moment, what would be quite interesting would be to extend this to allow tipping of other cryptocurrencies or bit assets. Say you created a, a you know, a commercial point project, you could project rain, you know, a, a user issue asset from the BitShares platform. You know, if that's something you'd be interested in. Likewise, if you had Steam uh, uh, dollars, you wanted to distribute tribute. All you would need to do is to have uh, Boink users uh, link their Steam identities to their CPID, which is like their Boink identity, and then you could 
easily distribute uh, your asset of choice based on uh, you know how much they've computed to specific projects that you handpick. That sounds cool. Yeah, as Baspold said, uh, what you earn by researching depends on how much you uh, how much Gridcoin's worth. So discussing Gridcoin itself is quite important. Like uh, you know. Gridcoin hopefully will be like the the base uh, boink asset that users earn, and you know they'll also get other assets on top of it. You know, but as uh, if Gridcoin goes up in value, then you know those who are crunching will earn more. I guess that's just an input. Brendel Swan might be in favor of that uh, burn wallet that Spazbold was talking about earlier, up in the value kind of thing. I'm not sure about that. The, the coin, as you say, if it goes up, you're making more. Uh, but uh, th- there may be a way to get people involved where, like, for example, I'm, I'm thinking about creating teams on Steemit that um, agree to certain things and upload each other. And if they make a ridiculous amount on a post, they agree and can be tracked for reputation purposes uh, to uh, channel a portion of it towards uh, projects that the team uh, decides on. Um, so any, anyway, I'm kind of babbling, but uh, I'm uh, glad to uh, be here at my first Gridcoin hangout. I've been attending the uh, Beyond Bitcoin hangouts for just about a year now. Cool, man. Cool. We're definitely welcome. And uh, yeah, distributing Steam dollars to Boink users is definitely possible, you know, in the future. I think the easiest way to do so would be to create a Boink project that didn't have like a work unit it distributed, and all it did was that it allowed you to match your Steam ID to your Boink ID, and then you could, you know, uh, work out how much they've computed on other projects and distribute it as you see fit. Yeah, fuzzy. So it's kind of like merged Boink mining. So like you could be crunching one project but receive a couple different tokens. You know. From a roadmap perspective, I still believe that removing the barriers to new entrants should be the top of our priority list, whatever those barriers are, whether it's the UI and how well it works or doesn't, whether it's you know literally teasing them with flashing lights, as somebody wrote. Um, I think removing the barriers to entry is, is, is the most important thing. Team membership members. Yeah, definitely. That will come. That will, that's that's on the list. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I guess that's we... next on the list then. Uh, do you want to talk about it next? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's kind All of right, organically cool. going there. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, this uh, I've created a, a large uh, Steam post regarding this. I'll quickly post it uh, in the chat. So basically, the. Uh, the thing is that uh, we currently only reward the one team, the team Gridcoin. Uh, there's dozens of other, hundreds of other teams. Uh, in effect, we only reward 0.4% of the total Boink, uh, you know, user base. There's 400,000 active Boink users and 4 million registered users. Obviously, of those 4 million registered, many are no longer aware of Gridcoin. You know, they haven't looked at it for a long time. 
But in terms of growth, I think we're uh, certainly limiting ourselves by only focusing on the one uh, team. If in terms of recruitment, you know, if we were to open the Gridcoin network to all teams, we could see you know thousands of more users join. We've only got seventeen hundred in the uh, in the neural network. We could, that may go up to like ten thousand or more. We don't, you know, it could you never know. I see pros and cons to it. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of fifty-fifty on opening it up. It, it's it'd be one of those things that I wouldn't want to open up the team requirement until the whitelist is completely locked down. That we don't think that it can be cheated. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. I was kind of thinking that too. We should probably have like all of our shit together before we open it up to everybody else because they're kind of like already scrutinous and we might end up making a bad name for ourselves on the whole. Well, I wouldn't want... Sorry, go ahead. I think, I mean, the reasons are also very technical that it's just this team at the moment. So if you open it up to every team, I think that's a technical challenge. We do not know if it scales that well. So I'd also rather... Uh, put this not 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 care about this that much right now because i think that's not the problem that keep keeps most people from joining because most people that do boink anyway okay we already have a lot of them but what what's more interesting is people that have not used boink before and for them the, the team requirement is not really important so i think it's not that big of an issue if somebody wants to angry can okay can join our team but if the this commitment is too big then I don't think there are many people that otherwise would would would, would uh, be in Team Gridcoin and everything. So I think it's not really that much of a problem. Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, I think a lot more people would join up if they weren't limited by uh, having to change team. Uh, Boink has existed for well over ten years at this point, and people are very attached to their team uh, teams communities and just will not leave fair enough uh we want to be recruiting new users from outside boink but at the core of it boink commute the entire boink community is our target audience we want to be distributing uh grid point to as many people as possible involving them you know uh we've already seen uh, a lot of back some backlash in like the uh the boink uh the fourth generation boink thread you know like uh they just hate against Boink, I mean, against Gridcoin because of this team requirement. Um, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to if we remove cheating, uh, sorry, I mean, if we remove uh, the team requirement, uh, we'll have to be a lot more strict with the neural network, you know, choices. We'd have to not have cheatable projects and stuff like that. At the moment, we've got the ability to kick users from the team, you know, if we spot a cheater. The problem with that is that we're giving a lot of centralized power to like an individual in the team and not to say that an individual is untrustworthy, you know, it's just that potentially uh, that project could get hacked or your account could get hacked through like, you know, a virus or, uh, you know, through phishing and that could cause destruction to that project or affect the neural network, you know. also, the problem with kicking users is that they can just immediately rejoin or they could create a new CPID and blend back in, you know. Yeah, I, I, I see pros and cons to both. I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I Definitely. Think, I think we need to get everything, like the whitelist sorted and everything first before we even, before that's a consideration. I agree, maybe. I agree. 
Yeah, uh, Karaka is bringing up an interesting point about Rob not wanting to remove the team requirement, and I remember somebody saying he would threaten and threatened to leave Gridcoin entirely if we did remove the team requirement, so we better know what we're doing if we do. Yeah, I get that, but not involving yourself in a discussion is, is kind of unfair. Like, not even facing the p- prospect of it is not really cool, you know? Uh, right. Ultimately, we're leaving the entire the rest of the Boink community open to other crypto community uh, cryptocurrencies moving in on the available, you know, uh, computing power that they hold. Uh, fair enough. Uh, users might not contribute more if they're if they earn Gridcoin, but at the same time, uh, earning a small reward might, uh, you know, cause them to go full 100% on their crunching where they may have been at 10% before. You know, I, I think it's a good idea to wait uh, for the Gridcoin network to be more stable regarding voting and uh, stake weights and the uh, neural network kind of whitelist, I agree. But uh, I think it's very unfair to just give an ultimatum to say that uh, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to discuss it. It's it's not cool. Right. Um, So my second question about that is if you do open it up to other teams, that would obviously, the payouts would obviously be less for each user would you end up losing users because of that? Because, you know, people that are crunching, that are getting a couple bucks a month, suddenly they're making a couple pennies a month. Uh, do they really want to boink anymore? Yeah, potentially that could be an issue. Yes, if the uh, if the market value of Gridcoin stays at the current value or if it continues to drop, then yeah, sure. Uh, people will potentially not involve themselves in, in Gridcoin. But I mean, if they're already contributing to Boink in the first place, as they have been doing for over 10 years, then they might not care. They might think it's, you know, a little bit on top. But those that are chasing profit, uh, it's not many people are profiting at the moment. It's very small margin, like people that have got free electricity and stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of one of those people that was Boinking for three years, and then I was like, oh, well, there we go. It was just like a natural progression for me. I didn't really feel like, you know... Forced into it or anything. At the same time, if if uh, you know if the rewards are distributed across a a greater scope of like instead of seventeen hundred people, it's across like twenty thousand people. That could create uh, that could make Gridcoin a lot more scarce. Well, new Gridcoin that is. So potentially the value may go up. But that's speculation. Either way, it's speculation. You know. Sorry, go ahead. I agree with RTM that. There, there's so much more lower hanging fruit right now than this discussion. So maybe we yeah. should focus on. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I guess. Mm, to prevent, um, how to say, weak hardware people to to leave, uh, when the pool would be open source, they could, as we could, make more pools, and then the lower rated people could join in and make a more powerful hardware. You know, they wouldn't have necessarily to leave. They would just um, pull together. All the small ones make one big. And then uh, they may get a little bit more. I, I think it's not even necessary to have several pools. Even with just one pool, 
it's perfectly fine when you're very small because then you still get your pirate regularly. It, it's small, it is it's as big as, as your computer is, but you still get it very regularly. So I think the pool solves, pool already solves uh, this problem. Mm, okay, thanks. Uh, if King Lag in the uh, chat is discussing uh, whether or not we could pay a bounty to Katie to release the uh, the pool's uh, source code, I think that would be very very beneficial. Potentially, we could pay a year or two or whatever uh, of fees in advance to uh, you know make this you know worthwhile to Katie. I'd be one hundred percent behind this because the pool has become incredibly important for for Gridcoin because it is one. 1,300 or something members who would probably not mine otherwise and I mean it's currently there's payouts every two weeks or something and so people are probably all I'm not sure if I get it again but when it takes that long so I, I think it's definitely worth to, to pay quite a lot to get this open source and to get several people who host them because I think that's the, the now that the wallet works perfectly fine, that's the last missing link that's really important. And if this also would work out, then we could continue to grow again very fast. Yeah. Definitely. It'll increase uh, decentralization and uh, it'll create competition between tools, which will be great. Uh, well, and what, 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 to your question, I think they are using KT's pool. What if KT uses uh, mm, not open source software or she has a uh, uh, use software from somewhere else where she cannot release it to the open uh, or release it as a open source license. I think that's not the case. Exactly. I think she wrote it. Okay. Yeah. If if it was the case, or if it's the case that Katie does not want to take this up, you know, us, mm-hmm. this up us up on this offer, even uh, we could potentially just put an open bounty up there for a new pool. I mean, there's. There's hundreds of proof of work pools, you know, for all the other cryptocurrencies. If, you know, if some of those, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are approached, perhaps they take up the challenge, especially if there's like a, a juicy bounty on it, you know. I have had this conversation with Katie, and it is open source source-able. That has always been her plan. So I think a, a bounty is a good idea. What cool. she want? Yeah, how much? Yeah. Her plan was to open source it anyway. Oh, what she was she was just mm. embarrassed at the state it was in at the time I talked to her about it. Um, <laughs> so it's it's not. I don't think she's being greedy in any way. I think she's just um, probably being, um, you know, protective of things that are not as tidy as they could be. I guess. Yeah, I think we have a lot of support. The people that would make pools immediately as soon as it was open sourced. Definitely. I think any issues that are with the pool could be overcome with uh, community development. So there's no shame in, you know, any issues. We work to, to work with all, we solve them together, basically. It's just a pride issue. Cool. I can understand that. Totally. <laughs> What do people think about the current uh, magnitude and balance voting type uh, weight issue? You know, uh, currently it's the case that uh, the most frequently used 
voting type in polls and in the foundation polls is uh, MAG plus balance. And the current uh, balance is that uh, magnitude is equal to balance. So uh, that's 378 million weights to magnitude as to the entirety of balance. Personally, I feel that, uh, we should maybe look into reducing the weight of uh, magnitude uh, simply because uh, as the third generation credit system isn't, you know, perfect, it's open to uh, manipulation and cheating. The, uh, just look at WUProp, that an individual has managed to get uh, 2,400 mag in, you know, 15 days odd uh, through nefarious means, uh, especially with the low participation of polls. Recently, uh Foundation polls have been only receiving, you know, 50 million in weight out of 700 million in weight, you know, uh, and I'd say the pool could, could potentially override or push through polls or expenses is my fear. Is there a way, is there a way to, uh, like, transfer your balance to another wallet and then vote with that weight and then transfer to another wallet and then vote with that weight? Because if those people are manipulating their mag and they transfer their balance to manipulate that, then they could get like all types of freaking weight. I believe your CPID, at the very least, has to be greater in age than the poll itself. Uh, I'm not exactly sure on the specifics. Uh, I do know that the voting system could uh, be improved, definitely. It's, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Could we drag out confirmations to be longer than a poll would be? Uh, confirmations of... Of the token amount received so that people can spoof their balances? I mean, I guess it's a matter of uh, developing such a, a, a solution. I mean, at the moment, uh, the voting... The results of the, the polls aren't automated. It's once a poll has been has concluded, an individual will interpret the result. So, I think what would be decent would be to you know uh, have uh, web services where we interpret the results and try and identify cheating, and at the same time investigate improving the voting mechanism. You know, yeah, I don't mean uh, like to spoof the balance. Like to actually transfer your balance to give the the Meg plus balance in another wallet more weight than it had before you transferred the balance, kind of thing. Right. So, like, if Pepper has a hundred million or a million uh, GRC, he votes. Then he sends me his one million, and then I vote. Does it count as two million? Exactly. I don't yeah. believe so. No. Oh, okay. Cool. So, does it track what? How much? you know, what money was, already, what GRC was already used to vote? I believe so. Okay. Is there, uh, uh, when, you play, when you place a vote, is the wallet address or the CPID logged that does the vote? I think both, uh, yeah. So there is a way at the end that we could, after all the votes are done, look up in the block explorer how much balance is in each of those wallets after they voted, I guess, right? Yeah. So you can kind of, if, if that were possible, you, I guess you could really layman's way find out if someone's trying to cheat it? Yeah, I mean, 
myself and Pepperino have been looking into uh, Blockstack is uh, for in order to extract data from the blockchain. Uh, it's it does this by extracting all op return data, which is what we would be potentially using for voting, and uh, it presents it in a more you know manageable way. At the moment, I think RT Money has the best extraction method. And uh, Blockstack is a bit down the road. Like uh, It's currently uh, moving blockchain-facing logic around different libraries. So I was looking into potentially porting it, but at the moment it looks like they're working on it internally. If we did make, try to port it, then we may be immediately behind large changes, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, I think we've got to make some friends with them or something. The support's a little lax. Yeah. So what overall, what do people think about the reduction of uh, magnitude weight? I mean, uh, fundamentally, uh, RAC is verified proof of 30 days of computing power. And I mean, that boils down to like only 1.4 million GRC compared to 370 million. So there's a big, you know, uh, reduction if we were to go to the absolute minimum of what it actually is representative of. Do people think that's unfair? I think as it is now, mag is given too much of a weight. Um, but I think at the same time, it shouldn't be flipped too far to balance be giving too much of a weight. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it is... I, I we mentioned I, we talked about this in the thread in the forum, but a lot of the votes, I mean, not every single vote, but a lot of votes when you're doing like whitelist stuff, and it, it's going to affect the miners the most. And I prefer that someone that hasn't been holding a balance of you know, a couple million GRC can come in and whitelist a project or blacklist a project when the people that are actually doing the work, you know, don't have a vote. Uh, as powerful of a, of a vote. Um, so I think it definitely, I, I know for sure that mag gets too high right now. It's ridiculous, but I think it, it needs to be somewhere in the middle. I agree. A middle ground. It sounds good. I think maybe the gray listing might solve some of that. Potentially, but it's not just the white list that's affected. It's also normal polls, which could, uh, you know, decide community consensus on controversial topics and also foundation expenses, you know. So someone, that, say, for example, a pool, the pool currently has 10k mag, but if in the future there are multiple pools, a pool could potentially, with the current magnitude uh, weights, push through an expense. So, right, yeah, I'm just right. reiterating myself. I'm going in circles. <laughs> yeah, I agree but, with RT. But now I understand chat. it, so... <laughs> I agree with RT Money. It's it's finding the balance is going to be the tricky part. Definitely. I think someone one of the very last comments on the thread actually had a pretty good. I thought it was pretty fair. I think it was like a seventy thirty split split or something like that. I have to go back and look for it. Um, I think that that's feels a little bit better a, than. That's a lot uh, fairer. I think that's a lot fair. I think uh, I, I would prefer that. Um, do what? I'll I'll see if I can post it in the chat. Excellent. 
Sorry, I'm trying to use the Android app at the same time. I've just posted the uh, the thread overall to the chat. Ah, page oh, yeah, three, excellent. Right. <laughs> yeah, page three. Um, yeah, by uh, Hup Hup the Whoop. That was an interesting name. Um, but yeah, I I liked his calculation that he had. Oh, sorry, it must have been page two that he had it on. Um, I think that was that, that's a lot more fair. It doesn't wait either way too much. Um, and I think we mentioned it earlier that at the end of the day. You can't just depend on your bag and you can't just depend on your balance to, to sway. You're going to have to have a little bit of both. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, anyone have anything else to say or should we move on to the next? Welcome, Dan Test. And Fuzz. Yeah, welcome, Dan. Uh should we talk about the magnitude multiplier? We briefly talked about it earlier. It's a very controversial topic. Oh, no, we already talked about it. Um, which What was the magnitude multiplier? What was that? Uh, so the magnitude multiplier was the concept of rewarding one project more than the other based on uh, the outcome of polls. Oh, right. Um I think that should probably come after we decide how to balance voting weight um, because as it stands now, you, you put up a, a vote saying which project should get, you know, the most payout. I'm going to vote from the project that I have the majority of my machines Definitely. on and I'm, you know, so high up on the mag list that it, it's probably going to be that. Yeah. It'll be a, a, almost irreversible kind of imbalance. Right. Or the, like if, the pool votes, it's, it's going to be whatever they vote. So I think that the, ma the voting weight needs to be adjusted first before we e even al allow people to be able to vote on which project gets more pay. I, I, think, I, I agree. I think, well, I think it's, it's yeah. a good idea. Because um, like you said, Wooprop should not get the same amount of money as uh, World Community Grid. That's, 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 not, that's crazy. I also won't do it in one poll, I do regular polls, like four times a year or two times a year. And so it, it, it doesn't change immediately, and then it's fixed like this for always, but it, it gets updated gradually. Are you talking about uh, voting on all projects for whitelist status or for uh, magnitude multiplier status? For both basically for magnitude multiplier status which would include whitelist because the projects that get zero or below a certain threshold are then not whitelisted that's at least how i imagine it i'd hope in the future we could work towards a, a continuous voting system you know so it could you know move it could uh it could sway one way or another over time although that could be uh uh, that could be bad for uh, those who set up and leave their, you know, rigs to just crunch. So there's, it's definitely worth uh, talking about it after we've solved several of the issues, you know, impeding it. All right, how about we talk about uh, competitions or challenges and potentially uh, project reigning on them? We've got uh, the World Community. Uh, grid challenge upcoming in a day or two's time 
Uh, it's a week-long challenge, and I think 16 projects have uh, have signed up for it. Um, I think I, I like the idea of raining, maybe using foundation funds to rain on the people that push the challenge. I mean, it comes down to how important are the challenges to Gridcoin as a whole. Do they help Gridcoin? Do they get our name out there? I mean, if I were a competitive person and I was looking at the stats and I see that there's this team that is completely killing everyone every week, I'd probably want to join that team. Yeah. So, I mean, it really comes down to, you know, do we use funds to help, you know, to get our, to help people want to join the challenges and put Gridcoin on the top? I think it could be a, a definitely a good marketing uh, technique or strategy like uh, we make a big deal out of it like in a month in advance so team Gridcoin's is going to give away like a hundred thousand grid coin for this one project and then you know tell people on reddit and steam about that you know potentially we could see a large role of new users uh join um in in when i was announcing the team challenges i've seen a few times that People actually didn't like it, and they 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 indirectly said, yeah, that I or someone else, yeah, was actually uh, trying uh, to hurt, yeah, like uh, putting their power somewhere else where they actually don't get something, yeah. That, that's what they meant. Yeah? Uh, that, so uh, a project rain. Yeah, please continue. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree that if if you were to. Uh, schedule challenges that could move computing power around and open up the potential for uh, a, someone to move their computing power where other people's computing power once was to boost their mag. Yeah, that's e exactly. Potential. Yeah. So w when when there would be project rain, yeah, it it would be uh, such comments would be lower because uh, then uh, you know you get some benefit also. Yeah, and and I think some people didn't do the challenges because they 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 think it's it's uh, they would lose something. Yeah, from that point, uh, rain would be good. And the experience from the pentathlon um, showed that people saw um, the challenges then. But, yeah. Cool. To possibly to combat that, uh, the issue of computing power moving around, we could do uh, a, a, a competition across all whitelisted projects at the same time, you know? Although that isn't possible with Boink stats. You have to have one per week. You can't overlap them. Hmm. That would be kind of cool to see, though, like which project from the whitelist um, gets the most power and then rain out first, second, third place. Definitely. All right, should we talk about uh, the new developer search? Like uh, at the moment, uh, I believe Rob's put up uh, a job, you know, uh, advertisement on several boards, but I'm not sure if he's got any, uh, you know, word back on that. Does anyone know any programmers or have any ideas <laughs> of how we could recruit them? Uh, 
universities or so. Yeah, if someone uh, is, is is a member of academ academic organization, they could make a flyer or something. Yeah, and there are students who might be um, happy to do something. You know, that they have still ideals and so. Yeah, and they might even do it for. Free. <laughs> it's definitely possible. That's actually not a bad idea. There's, I mean, I get a lot of interns that same way. They just want the experience for a summer job on the resume, and they will do the work for almost nothing. I, I mean, there is also this Google, um, what is it, uh, uh, once a year or something? Um, where yeah, that's a good idea. This Google, um, I don't know the name. Summer of Code. Summer yeah. of Code, exactly. Mm -hmm. Which we've just missed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next time, then. <laughs> well, if you throw in some some money, probably people will really um, flood in. Yeah, I guess we could. Sorry, continue. Can't you make like a request on GitHub and stuff for people to like work on your stuff? Like, hey, freelancer guys, blah blah. I don't believe there's a job board. But I don't quite know. Well, that there should be. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> right? It's still very hard to find developers from outside the Gridcon community because normally these people earn like 100 euros or something per hour. So even with Gridcon bounties, you're not going to get them to, to do this as a job. So uh, I think searching for developers is going to be very hard because it's left to be very good. And we just cannot offer the amount of money even in cryptocurrency that uh, w would make it worth it for them. So they would have to come from the Gridcoin community because they believe in the idea of Gridcoin. But just posting them po on a job board or something, I think it's going to be very hard. Sure. Uh, I, I agree with that. I think it's definitely worth putting bounties up for individual jobs, as RT Money suggesting, you know. Wouldn't hurt. I agree. Bounties, bounties are good, yeah. Cool. All right. How about act, uh, marketing activities? Does anyone have any ideas? Uh, currently, we've, I've been using uh, Steam quite a bit and uh, interacting with the uh, the BitShares community through Beyond Bitcoin. Here, you know, it's definitely bridging several communities. Uh, it's a form of uh, marketing uh, it's pretty decent so you don't have any other ideas i mean i definitely try reddit again because i mean it was quite sad because we had the one million views and so many people wanted to join but the wallet didn't work the syncing did not really work that well so if the wallet had been like it is now and with the pool and everything we would have gotten so much more users but i think we lost quite a large percentage of them but I think we should still try it again, but then try it again when we are really sure that the wallet really works 100%, that the pool works 100% and will work in the next time. And then the question is where, because I think Futurology was like the best place because it has a very positive attitude about everything. But then we got to the front page and then we got uh, the thread got closed down. So I think it's going to be hard to, to do it again there, but we could try because nothing bad can happen. Probably not from my account, though, because it already had the other posts. It would sound too much like uh, spam, basically. But I think there's still a lot of things you could do on Reddit. On Futurology, try again, PC Master Race. That just 
give it a try. And when, then when you have another success, even when it's much smaller than Futurology, we, we still get so many new people. But I'd vote with all of this until we are really sure that it's syncing works, which I think it does right now. And the best that the pool also does play it very regularly and is sure to, to stay online the next time. So, yeah, that's uh, my plan. I think uh, F. King Lag uh, made a good point. Uh, the moderators of uh, Futurology were not amused in any way, shape or form. Uh, it did come across as advertising. And uh, there's a, a legit avenue for advertising on Reddit. And I mean, fair enough, we can do some viral, you know, uh, advertised marketing on Reddit, but it gets called out quick and can get shut down quick. And uh, I mean, it's good for bursts of uh, new users, but it's not like, uh, it's not something we can pull off all the time. Yeah, true. But we can give it a try. I mean, uh, the, the backslash, what's the worst that could happen, basically? And I think the user liked it. It was just the mods that then deleted it. But we had so many upvotes and so many users that said, oh, that's a good idea, that I think it didn't come across as spam. I mean... I, th- I think a lot of people just reported it was the problem. They, you know, people were tipping. Uh, people were talking about investments and stuff. Uh, naturally, a lot of people did know about... Uh, cryptocurrency were annoyed whatever but uh fuzzy made a good point that we could totally try out steam it like there are there isn't the same amount of uh backlash that you would have if it got upvoted to the top you know if we coordinated as a community to uh you know truly market quite well on steam you know and we'd make some money doing so I have a comment about Steam. Um, yeah. I've seen from the German community um, a few people saying that uh, why don't we use the old, um, how to say, areas where we are active, for example, forum, website and stuff. Yeah, They want uh, the, ex- the existing places to be used better. For example, um, they said the team challenges are not announced on the website or something like that. And in the in the discussion was also mentioned this goes a little bit uh, out of the topic now yeah like opening up more um the complete um stuff it um, they meant something like it's it's um, some stuff are in the dark yeah you cannot really know everything uh, open up more in that direction yeah so two two things one existing um places to use for the marketing activities or announcements and a general opening up more public more knowing what is done that's it i think the the best place to get announcements is uh twitter uh the gridcoin twitter account like if you if you tweet at twitter uh the gridcoin network uh, account uh something to do with gridcoin it'll get uh you know retweeted and uh that's a, a good way to pick up, like, oh, there's an update, there's a challenge upcoming or something. Uh, we do, we are quite fragmented in the communication channels we use. We use IRC, uh, Telegram, uh, Steam, Reddit, our forums, uh, you know, Slack, uh, and more talks, you know. So definitely, like, uh, we could reach out a bit more, but... Uh, I think uh, it's important to, you know, subscribe to the most active uh, channels of communication like Twitter or IRC as well. You know. um, I have an idea for a Steemit post. It would be kind of like the Onion News, 
uh, you could be something like uh, Gridcoin uh, doesn't solve the uh, CT. Uh, you announce aliens, but not really. And, it, and, and anyway, some kind of humorous post uh, giving Gridcoin credit for not really finding aliens. Smart. It's quite good. <laughs> nah, man, smart. Clickbait shit. Yeah. I mean, there was also the uh, the you idea can... of the. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna make another fucking joke. <laughs> All right, go. There, there, <laughs> there was also the idea of the uh, the email marketing uh, idea, and. Uh, uh, I created a, a first newsletter and then I went to preview it and it had all of my personal details like home address and stuff like that. So that was like a, a big, whoa, no, stop, you know. Uh, so potentially if we look into maybe getting a PO box, we could go down the route of a, a, a newsletter. The thing is that like 95% of Team Gridcoin across all Boink projects has provided consent for uh team founders to email them so we could email about 7,000 people uh at the moment we've got what uh 1,700 in the neural network out of 2,500 active no 2,300 active-ish users in the team and out of a total of 7,000 users in the team so we could potentially bring the inactive users active you know so those are users that we tried to join, but might have uh, experienced uh, a broken wallet at the time with syncing, you know, that we might be able to claw back. But uh, it's just a matter of, like, privacy and properly adhering to uh, anti-spam laws. Like, I don't want people to get into serious legal problems and stuff, you know. That's definitely an avenue we could uh, look into. Along the, the idea of, uh, you know, a better place to uh, communicate, uh, Caracas talking about our own uh, XMPP server for chat and voice and stuff like that. And a lot, I know a lot of users were uh, taken aback by privacy concerns regarding Mumble. Like, uh, you know, you can s- potentially see your OS and your IP address. You know, people were talking about talks and stuff. Does anyone have a preference of, you know, where we chat or anything? Um, I like the idea of Karka XMPP. It's good. I, I feel more secure, you know, with a software, yeah, that protects me. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how others feel, but uh, yeah, if Mumble doesn't offer it to me, doesn't offer encryption or something, yeah, um, yeah, it's not good for me. Yeah, I think most of the people that would object to not coming to the conversation or whatever aren't here so and and if we do this regularly yeah it's it's better to really use something good that really protects us i mean now for one time yeah mumble and stuff is good to to see how this works because this was the first time we do an audio conference yeah but if we pre- want to do this regularly we can do this i mean it, it was said once a week yeah but if it's good i'm i'll use it daily yeah because it's faster for me to speak than to write in IRC. Yeah? Yeah, I get that. Uh, Fuzzy, what do you think about that? I mean, I know a lot of uh, your community use Mumble. Do you have any uh, users having issues with, you know, uh, security or anything like that? 
They might be AFK. He's in chat. Yeah, I mean, regarding like uh, operating system and uh, I think maybe even IP address, I think it's only really the admin and uh, they can see everyone's and you can see your own, you know, uh, details. So you can use a VPN to hide your IP and then it's only really your your OS version. And realistically, if you're not locking down your web browser, you're leaking like 100 times the amount of information, you know, to fingerprint you. I mean... But definitely we could explore alternate means. But uh, I like Mumble for the uh, inbuilt uh, recording. Uh, you can see that there's four people recording, you know. So if uh, my computer breaks, uh, you know, I can get an, an alternate source, uh, you know, so we're not lost. This didn't happen effectively, you know. I wonder how it would work with, like, talks and sound recorder or something might run into issues yeah because the point's encryption right yeah and it's not got an inbuilt sound recorder as far as i know so you need to get some third-party tool that could intercept the sound coming from an application on your you know uh, your computer and that might not work on all platforms i'm not sure can you guys hear me yeah, we can hear you, man. I'm on my phone. Um, what you see when you look at Fuzzy, the my main account um, in here, I actually have the microphone off, but normally it's live all the time. And the reason for that is I have something called Voice Meter. And Voice Meter has been set up in a way where I can actually have people join Mumble. Like, let's say all of you guys are here in Mumble, okay? And I can't necessarily easily have 1,600, 3,200, 4,800. I mean, it scales so so large, it's, it's insane. Uh, it really just depends on how big of a server you want, right? So I can actually have a conference where, I'm, where almost everybody's in Mumble, and then I have that account in here, and I'm also directly interfacing with somebody on Skype who might be a guest speaker and you guys could all record that and actually ask questions directly here. We tried using Google Hangouts because the community really was wanting us to be on Google, to be on YouTube, and they thought that it would be the best way. So we tried to, to do it, but we found that it's very difficult to get a lot of people onto Google Hangouts all at one time and it just doesn't seem to scale as well. And what I found was it was really between TeamSpeak, Mumble, and Ventrilo. Uh, all of them are very good programs when it comes to, like, if you look at Stakepool, they use uh, TeamSpeak. And what, what it is is it's essentially like a decentralized radio station slash conference hall where you can bring a bunch of people in. You can have different rooms with different levels of privileges People can essentially live here and have their own um, different areas where they're used for specific things, um, just like you see the conference room. So we might go to the conference room, for instance. All you guys join up, and I go and I talk with you know Dan Larimer or Vitalik Buterin or all those people. You guys could have – we could have you know thousands of people here listening in 
live, able to record, able to ask questions in the chat, and I could be on Skype with them, or I could be on Talks, or whatever platform you choose, as, as long as it's tied into Voice Meter. And Voice Meter is essentially... If you guys are familiar with audio equipment, it's just basically a virtual interface that is on your com- that you download instead of buying the actual hardware. If that makes any sense, yep. so it's the scalability is is massive. And the only reason I chose Mumble was because it was open source, and I have a thing for open source, so I'm a little bit biased. But I do understand that there are. Other times when you don't, when you want things to be private, and I think that it's, you know, it's one of those things where you you use the tools that are available for you for the things that you need them for. Um, There's never going to be a tool out there that's going to be perfect for everything, but, you know, remaining open to using all of those is great, and I would never hold anybody back if they say, oh, this is another good service to use too. The question is, can you tie them all together? in some way, shape, or form. And what we've found is that we can tie most things to Mumble. So if that answers any of your questions, I'm not entirely sure, but it does kind of give you an overview of what we are capable of doing here. And right now, we can have up to 1,600 people. Um, I suspect that once we start getting more crypto communities joining, we're going to have far more. And then if you add into addition that, if you addition add add into that, that these growing communities will also be approachable based on like, Hey, you know, we just had another hangout guys. There's, you know, 500 people in here in a couple of years you go, Hey, here's our steam at post for our latest hangout. And you've got a bunch of people who already attend your hangouts. Well, guess what? Those that's 500 upvotes, right? <laughs> but that's kind of how this stuff is going to all come together. And, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. If you guys have any other questions, I'll try to a- answer them. That was like Thanks, the best Buzzy, answer man. ever. Definitely. <laughs> See, users that are very concerned about their security could potentially use an alternative platform and tie in with that plugin you're talking about. Um, well, yeah, like- they could join in. Uh, they wouldn't be able to, let's say a user couldn't be on talk or talks or Skype yeah. and listen in. They would actually have to be in the Mumble server. But the cool thing about the Mumble server is if you have like a VPN or something, if you're really concerned about privacy, like you said, you should have a VPN. Otherwise, you should not be concerned about about privacy because you've already failed on number one. Um, (laughs) Secondly, uh, if you have that VPN and you join up here, you really all you got to do is just make a name that's not associated with any other names you've got, right? And you're pretty much good. True. Yeah, I'm kind of a verifiable identity anyway, so whatever. I'm done. Well, I, I don't want to keep on uh, talking too much, but I will also say that what we're planning on doing, since you guys are... Man, it's so cool because this literally, I, I don't joke around when I say that Gridcoin, if BitShares wouldn't exist, I would be with Gridcoin all the time. But I will say that what we're planning on doing is we're going to have, um, we're going to try to get a witness in, into Steam it. And what we want this witness to be is it'll be um, a witness that essentially takes all that it earns and puts it into Steam power. And 
we will be able to have a bot that let's say you guys do a beyond Bitcoin hangout for Gridcoin community. Uh, the attendees and the people who run the hangout could get some tokens that they could actually send to that bot to automatically upvote their content. So these are the types of things that we're working and looking at in the future. And you guys are here early, so I can kind of tell you that. Cool. So we could potentially like uh, spend some grid coin on this service and see like uh, one of our promotional posts get quite high up on Steemit, theoretically. Yeah, or maybe you get, you know, because what my intention is, is to give Beyond Bitcoin away to all the crypto communities. I see BitShares as a decentralized exchange that should be essentially ruled by all the cryptocurrencies that are trading on it. Uh, they should, those cryptocurrencies should have a stake in the evolution of BitShares. So what I've been trying to do is get the Beyond Bitcoin uh movement uh, like hangout movement as a means of empowering all those communities who want to be transparent about you know because let's face it you have all these ico pump and dump schemes and that's great and in a way it helps uh, you know the crypto sphere to to grow but a lot of people are frustrated they they're interested in cryptocurrency but they don't want to be sold on hype they want to see a community that cares and when you see people, you know, when I join up and I see all you guys sitting in here talking and recording <laughs> and archiving this history, as a user, I'm going to say, wow, you know, they've got pretty, they, I hear that they've got pretty good technology, but they also have a community that is consistent and never seems to ever want to quit. Do I want to get the ICO coin or do I want to get a coin that's been around for a while and is really honestly trying to search for the, the answers to all the problems that we're looking for, right? So what I'm trying to do with this whale bot is what I'm trying uh, – this Beyond Bitcoin whale bot is give people like – let's say you guys all get Beyond Bitcoin tokens for posting stuff that gets upvoted – on the Beyond Bitcoin tag, and you also add Gridcoin, and you also add whatever other things tags you think are are necessary for it, but you would get a token that now you automatically get an upvote from this. And as more crypto communities join, and they're getting these ta- these uh, tokens that they can pay that bot to upvote their content, well, that bot is just going to keep getting more and more uh, voting power behind it. So the communities will be able to use these tokens to help govern themselves. And it'll be the first whale account on Steemit that is actually governed by a group of crypto files, <laughs> I guess is a good way to call it. Right. And it'll be the ones who actually produce co- uh, content and are active in the community and transparent and marketing the community. Because the community seems to so often be underestimated in its value. It, we always talk about the technology, which is great. But look look at you guys. You guys, how many of you have been here sacrificing for Gridcoin for probably way longer than anybody would normally do it, right? Like, probably every one of you here has probably could have made a lot more money doing something else. So, when people see that, I think that those people being able to upvote you guys and give you, you know, give you value and you guys also being able, able to guarantee that your content will get upvoted by a whale makes it a very valuable proposition. And then I can step away and do my block explorer thing, which is where I just go out and do the community all-star thing and all that stuff that I'm trying to do. But 
that's the that's kind of an overview plan of what I'm thinking behind the scenes. That's quite brilliant. I, like I, I definitely, I definitely think that these uh, these uh, community hangouts bring quite a lot of transparency to the table. Like some of these topics, like uh, are quite controversial. You know, it's good to get your voice heard. You know, even especially where like uh, forum topics have stagnated. You know, because we both expressed how we feel. You know. And I think that that same idea is definitely quite a good idea, definitely, because uh, we saw quite a good response from uh, the Reddit post, you know, hitting the front page. Like, if we were able to hit the front page of, like, Steam, maybe able to see a similar kind of result without the backlash, you know? Sounds like a decent idea. Yeah, I think you did something well, and good And another then. cool thing about it is, let's say you have a utility where you can cross-post. I mean, there's no reason, like, the guys, somebody here said... We have all these channels for Gridcoin where the users are already there, you know, the forums and other channels that are, are being utilized quite often. So you're not throwing those away, but what if you can cross post to those channels? Now you're now you're utilizing all those channels as a funnel to your Steemit content where you're actually gonna make money from upvotes, right? Where if if Reddit now, if you post to Reddit and Steam it, and Reddit censors you for something, well, now you just take a screenshot and post it to Steam it and Reddit again, and you get upvoted for on Steam it for showing that censor, that Reddit censored you, and that now you take a screenshot on 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 Steam it where you made five thousand dollars for showing that, and you post it to Reddit, and even if they you know quote unquote moderate you. Um, there are still going to be people who are going to see it and they're going to go and they're going to look at you on and steam it. And they're going to say, well, why am I still on Reddit when I can upvote these people here and give them money? And it's obvious that Reddit's, Reddit is censoring things. Definitely. So that's, I talk a lot whenever I start talking. So I try not to talk too much, but um, that's kind of my way of thinking anyway. Cool. Uh, RT Money is asking the question of uh, does Steemit have any issues of censorship? Like, do you have uh, moderators stepping in? I know that you can like report like abusive uh, posts or whatever, but there is no like uh, heavy-handed moderation now. No, um, to my knowledge, there can't be because it's on the blockchain, right? So there's for some that's a problem. I'm not going to lie. For some people, they think, you know, and and I'm a person who's a big privacy advocate. However, I'm also a person who believes that if you're a content creator, you should probably be, you know, held responsible to a degree. I mean, you look anybody who watches Fox News or MSNBC or any of the quote unquote mainstream media these days, wouldn't it be nice to have a level of transparency with them? Um, So I think there's not necessarily a problem on that front, though some people might philosophically disagree. Um, but I will say also that the censorship issue is kind of, I mean, they can't really do much. And even if they would try to flag you, um, there's not going to be really much else that they can do, right? I mean, you would have to get a lot of flags on your content to negate somebody upvoting you to thou- from thou- by thousands of dollars or a group of people upvoting you by thousands of dollars. And right now you guys have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about 12 people in here. And I'm s- assuming all of you probably know two or three people who would upvote your content outside of here. So let's say you've got 40 people who are guaranteed to upvote your content and they're all, um, 
grid coin advocates and maybe some of them are even really solid content producers who make a decent bit of money and earn a lot of steam power on steam it well they're going to act as almost like a protective buffer which is kind of another reason why i want all these communities to start the good communities that are sacrificing for these projects i want them all to be able to be there to help each other because let's face it when you're sacrificing for projects like this all of us know that you are very much um, on the on the fringe. Not most people. You guys are not most people, right? Like, if you were most people, every grid coin holder in here would be. I mean, every or a large amount of grid coin holders would be here. But you guys are the few who make it possible for all those holders of grid coin to actually have believe that there could be value there, right? So you guys, the types of people that you guys are it's very valuable to utilize that as a protective measure and also as a means of uh, empowering and enriching other people who are working with you. So it's really a great place to form alliances and build each other's wealth and steam power up so you can further enrich other people who are helping you guys in the future. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, very important. Yeah, I'll talk all game day, so you guys definitely feel free to, like, no. if you That's ask cool. me a question and I keep going, just That's, let me know, you know. You've got it. Rising. <laughs> it, was in, it was inspiring. You're a good speaker. Yeah, quite. Um, I oh, actually, wanna... I'm, I'm more of a stuttering speaker unless I get really emblazed, passioned, uh, pa- impassioned about this stuff, but sitting here with a bunch of crypto nerds, man, how can you not, right? (laughs) That's this is the best damn job in the world if we can get paid enough to do it. And Steam it actually might make it possible. Uh I kinda want to go back to the thing that Custominer was saying about uh getting people to the table and having the discussions. I think that's actually important. Uh crossing the table if we could get like the Bitcoin people or the other people and all that stuff here, because lots of times in the forums, the conversations do end uh, too soon, because like you say, you say your side, I say my side, and that's it. You don't really feel yeah. like typing anything. You know, it's not really worth typing like you're wrong or, you know, like, <laughs> but like talking uh, to a guy, it's not that easy to leave a conversation. Same problem you have with like Facebook and stuff like that. People tell you off because, well... You're not, like, sitting in a living room with them. You wouldn't say that stuff because you'd have to sit there and, like, soak in it for a bit, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> accountability. I definitely agree. It's not just I that. I found it's that like... when people talk, um, it's far better in terms of ensuring that other people understand what they're saying. Because they're, they're, I can tell you something uh, on a forum and if you have no clue how I am, would would say it to you, you might think that I'm being a complete asshole when I'm actually being very nice. It depends on the, the, the tone of my voice and the inflections, right? So yeah, man, <laughs> whenever you talk, it adds that human element that that only really humans have is in terms of our our language skills. There, it's almost two di- two dimensional on paper. And then it's three dimensional when you're in a, you know, in a audio type of conversation, because now you can actually hear what somebody's saying and you can hear what they mean or how they're the context that they're providing in terms of the emotional state of that person when they're saying it. 
I can call you a dick and laugh about it and we can all go, oh yeah, he's joking. Or I can, you know, call you a dick on a forum and you go, wow, that guy's really mean, you know, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know how this works, but I, I mean, it's not the best example, but. Definitely. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I think it also involves more people that uh, don't have the time or patience to go through, like, you know, potentially a thread that's 10, 20 pages long to dig out the good chunks of information. Like you could be on your way, uh, you could be commuting oh, yeah. to work or something and be listening to this on SoundCloud at a later date, you know? Well, there actually are. We have a lot of people um, who, and I'll gladly post it to our SoundCloud as well if you guys don't have one or if you want access to it. I have no qualms uh, looking into doing that. But we have a lot of people, if you give that permission for your Hangouts, and that's what I've always done because I want people to archive our history as as we go through the crypto, the ups and downs of cryptocurrency in our communities, right? Um, and we have a lot of people who download them and listen to them, and that's exactly what they do. Cool. That's great, man. Definitely. Well, you know how it is when you're a crypto nerd and you sit here and you think about 24 hours a day. We all have slightly different visions, but we're all thinking constantly about those visions and how to make it happen, right? For sure. Yeah. Kind of what I spend all my time doing. You should get a job oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> all of you guys do. That's why you're here. But um, real quick, I just wanted to update you guys. I am reaching out to the BitShares witnesses. Uh, Ronnie from Open Ledger. He runs the first service that is um, a decentralized ex- or a centralized exchange with the BitShares backend. Um, but the witnesses are the ones who actually do the price feed stuff. So I reached the witnesses for you guys. So you don't have to wait. Um, Ronnie, I don't know if he knows that, um, but I don't know if, you know, when, if, or when he would be able to get that to that for you guys. So if you guys ever have any questions or, or need help with something, feel free to reach out to me too. But I, I do have the witnesses uh, looking into it. Uh, regarding the the price feed uh, script, Zero uh, C has uh, integrated it, and he says it's going to be potentially released in the next uh, release of his uh, Python witness scripts. So all witnesses should have access to it soon. Okay. Well, if you guys do, you guys have my after you guys are done with your hangout. Let me talk to you, and I'll give you guys my email. And any of you, if you want um, access to the Slack, the Beyond Bitcoin Slack, I'll gladly add you guys there too. Uh, and just so you know, um, I don't. For those of you guys who are privacy minded, you probably won't want this. This is just an early version uh, of what we're doing. But there is a guest book. Uh, if you go to sharebis.co forward slash guest book, you can actually anybody can create their own uh, guest book and and have the attendees sign it and even add their emails. Um, if you guys would do that for today, then I will gladly add your emails to, or you guys can, you know, reach out to me at beyond Bitcoin at Gmail and give me your uh, info there. And I'll put you on the steam Slack and I mean the beyond Bitcoin Slack and we can uh, get you guys in a place where we can all talk about stuff like that. Cool. Excellent. Uh, thanks for, uh, setting this up, you know, this room for us and uh, running the Beyond Bitcoin community is, yeah, uh, is excellent. I'm looking forward to uh, future meetings. It's good stuff.
I, I'm just glad to see that they, for so long, you know how it is when you work with a community, there's so much to do that you can literally get, just stay there ind- indefinitely. And the, my vision has always been like, I used to build guilds. That's what I've done for like 15 years. I used to be big into MMOs. I never want, I always wondered why I did it. Um, but it's something that I, I have always enjoyed doing. Uh, never was been a really good paying job, but we could do some amazing stuff. And some of the guilds that we had were pretty good. Um, so when I see communities like you guys who are busting your butts and sacrificing, it's like, man, you, you have to pay people to get coverage. Mm. And it's, and it's sad to me that, that that's the state of things because, you know, I, there's nothing against lo- let's talk Bitcoin and things like that. Cause I think they do need to exist. But, you know, if if I'm on there and I'm listening to Adam B. Levine and he says something that's completely false about my cryptocurrency project that I'm working on, I would like the the ability to attend and say something about it. And, you know, instead of being forced to just write it in a comment below the episode where no one's ever going to see it. And I think that that kind of forces people who are in the crypto sphere as far as trying to be like journalists to actually adhere to to a, a level of standards that is that that kind of um let's say it it kind of pats down and keeps keeps fud from becoming the the number one thing right when you have a whole army of people who who've sacrificed for a crypto they understand it inside and out so even if somebody does approach you and says something and you guys go oh that's a dang good point. Well, then we're all better off for it, right? And even the listeners are. Otherwise, you might have an interview where somebody you pay somebody in Gridcoin and they bring you on and you expect nothing but softball questions and they only will ask softball questions and pump your coin. That's not fair to the people who listen. Long term, you're not going to get people who, who want to hold your coin, coin for long periods of time because they're going to see pumps and dumps that will go along with these interviews. And it's just more organic and real. And you guys are so valuable that why not cover that? And why not let people cover this stuff themselves and get the, get the represent, I mean, the, get the reputation that comes with representing that community. And that's what you guys essentially are doing. So it's like, you guys don't have to thank me, man. This is what I love. And like I said, grid coin, if bit shares wouldn't have existed, <laughs> this is where I'd be <laughs> project SETI and give people coins. What the fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah. Then. It's excellent. That's kind of what I saw too. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll never forget when I saw Project SETI. It was one of the, what was the movie called? Uh, they had aliens in Mexico underneath this huge, one of those huge satellites. It had, uh, what's his name in it? He was in uh, Two and a Half Men. Sheen, Charlie Sheen. And they, they were using their satellites to grab uh, grab the sound from from outer space and process it on their computers. That, that's when said it, man, that, and then you start seeing this stuff and it's, you guys have understood the concept of DAC for so long. It's like, you guys have been here probably before any other cryptos in, in terms of like what distributing distributed computing. Right. I mean, that's, 
it's epic. I mean, if you can let everybody use their extra computer power to do things that help humanity while we're all watching a movie or something, I mean, that, I'm in love. I'll just shut up. <laughs> RT Money says it's the arrival. Contact. I'm going to go look it up. So when I keep telling people but, this, I don't have to tell people to go look up the movie with Charlie Sheen. The contact with Jodie Foster. That's the arrival, I guess. I don't Hold on. I'm going to look this stuff up. I've got to now. Contact is pretty awesome, though. All right. Does anyone else have anything to say uh, about Gridcoin at all? Like, uh, they want to talk about? I think we've uh, covered pretty much everything. I think uh, maybe at the very bottom, there's Gridcoin mining and scalability. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that could mean. Well, nope. Boink can be used as a layer uh, for crypto mining of pretty much any qu- kind, right? Yeah, pretty much. It can. It's distributed computing of any type. You know, it could be. Uh, we could use uh, CPUs, graphics cards, FPGAs, sensors. You name it. Oh God! You guys are just going to tell me more. I want. I'm going to love, and I'm going to miss. I wish I hadn't missed out on all of it. Well, I'm going to keep joining up, and I'll listen in, and I'll try not to talk so much on the next ones. But <laughs> it, whether cool. that happens, I guess we'll see, won't we? That's all right. It's good. It's good chatter, man. No worries. Yeah, definitely. Yes, it's The Arrival with Charlie Sheen. Uh, yeah, no. Dang, who said that? Who said The Arrival here? RT Money. It was RT, yeah. With the win. I need a I need to have a beer with you, RT. Aren't we all drinking beers right now? I thought that was Damn. the plan. I drank an iced tea my wife brought home. I wish I had chest hair and could admit that I'm a man. Oh, it's okay, man. Having a two and three uh, almost three year old, you don't get to drink very often. No, you gotta be ready for anything, man. Yeah, I need you guys' um, emails to add you guys to Slack, but I have no qualms with doing that. Do you want me to um, make a guest book for you guys to sign, or would you guys like to just send it to my Beyond Bitcoin at Gmail? Uh, Beyond uh, Bitcoin at Gmail, possibly. Uh, there's you can possibly do. Uh, there's a bot you can get called Stack to Do, I think, for Slack that allows you to create a public-facing invite page. I'm not sure if you want to keep it private, you know. Um, I wouldn't mind having a private one for the actual, like the, the core communities, yeah. just because if you have ever worked with large communities, you'll find that, well, I'm sure you have to a degree, at least with, you know, my, maybe not in mumble or some of these other places, but overall, you, you know, that they're all it takes is one or two people who are not exactly there with the best of intentions to really, um, utilize their their connection or or the platform and the information that they can garner from it to hurt people instead of help. So I w- I wouldn't mind having a public one, but there would also need to be a private one. Yeah, no, worries. just for the people who you know. I mean, it, it's it's a hard choice, but I would like to have probably both, just to you know, then you don't have to worry so much about kicking everybody out and being too exclusive, but at the same time, you can have kind of like that level of trust 
that, you know, if you have, if, if you're trustworthy and you've sacrificed quite a bit and we know you, yeah, you're more than welcome to join the, the private group. But if you're one of those people that we have no clue about, well, guess what? We're in the crypto space. And I know all of you guys are aware that there is a lot of, there are a lot of sharks in the water who have no problem eating your legs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and if you guys don't mind, I'm if would I be able to just say one more thing real quick? Yeah, go for it, mate. Um, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but my idea uh, eventually moving forward is uh, I think it would be really cool if, let's say, for instance, I hold a hangout for BitShares. If I took... X amount of the money earned in Steam dollars and bought BitShares and distributed them to the attendees of that Hangout. Uh, we have that ShareBot. It's just a very basic version right now, and it's running on a smaller server because, um, you know, most of us are not wealthy. Even though I look like I'm wealthy in Steam, I'm not able to get it out. Uh, so with that said... I'm thinking if, and this is just, this is all up to you, of course, but especially for you, Custom Miner, it might be very interesting to say, hey, um, the more that this gets upvoted, the more money, Steam-backed dollars, I'm going to get. So I'm going to go ahead and buy uh, the market-pegged asset for Gridcoin. I'm going to hand it out to all the attendees today who signed the guest book. Uh, and you can actually use the guest book. It, it will... Uh, put together a little list that you can then use to pass out those tokens in mass to the individuals who signed the guest book. So what I see here is that would help with um, incentivizing those who attend to actually um, what you would do is you would pass out these grid coins to the people based on how much steam dollars that earn that post earns, right? But by doing that, even though you're giving away those Steam dollars, you would likely receive so many more upvotes that it would more than compensate for the Steam dollars lost. And you would gain a lot more Steam power, which is a little bit more of a long-term vision. Um, and you would have to, you know, want to do it that way. But I really think that that would incentivize the people who attend to also share your Hangout posts on steam it because once they know that hey oh my god i'm part of the guest list and depending on how many steam dollars this post earns i'm going to get that in grid coin so once you do that you incentivize the people who already love grid coin or are at least interested in it um who have signed the guest book you incentivize them to like spread the word and then get grid coin based on the you know the amount of upvoting that they help you get definitely it sounds like a good way to also uh boost their numbers like i know that uh we usually have quite a lot of people in the irc like a lot of them are permanently uh kind of idle but you know we've only got 12 13 in here we could maybe see you know 30 people in here that would be great to see definitely yeah, I like that well, I suspect that once that once we start doing this, I suspect you're going to see uh, the groups go much higher, 
And in the Beyond Bitcoin Hangouts, if you guys have noticed, we have it set up. So I just posted the RSVP link today. So if, let's say, you join up, Custom Miner, and the rest of you guys join up um, to to attend these Hangouts. But let's say Custom Miner goes on there and RSVPs for Gridcoin because your last Hangout was amazing. You guys have so many amazing updates that you'd like to bring the community. And the Beyond Bitcoin Hangout was more of like... Um, a mashup of all the different communities and, and kind of let them boil down those updates and then also plug their individual hangouts. If people want to go in depth. Now, if you go there and you RSVP, you ask your community to upvote it. You're going to have a higher chance of being in the top three. And if that's in the top three, what I'm thinking about doing is actually taking like say 50% of the steam backed dollars earned and buying grid coin with them. If, if you guys are number one, and then passing them out to attendees. Number two would get 30%. Number three would get 20%, something like that. So we would actually be able to um, give out those tokens to people. And the fact that you guys are here early, the powerful thing that a lot of people don't realize is persistence and a large community who's willing to be active enough just just to upvote your content. If you have those two things, over time, Steam is going to become a place where you guys are going to be very powerful in terms of getting coverage because you're going to have so many people who trust you. And they will know that they don't have to always dig deep into your content to know that it's always going to be quality, it's always going to be honest, and it's always going to be as close to transparent as possible. So I really see it as being um, something that just makes people – incentivizes like a 360 win. It's just a, a – um, a productive loop, you know? Definitely. All in all, sounds uh, very beneficial. Uh, even in the, uh, especially in the uh, Beyond Bitcoin kind of main hangout, where if we did present uh, Gridcoin in front, we would be presenting it in front of a lot of other crypto communities, you know, of whom we may not have had exposure in front of before. So, yeah, definitely. Bingo. And you never know when, you never know when somebody from one of those communities is going to say, oh my God, we have a solution for that problem that you guys are talking about already. Do you want to talk? And maybe we can even port it over to your chain too. And maybe maybe you guys can help us with some of these things that we're having problems with. See, like I see these cryptocurrencies, the cryptocurrencies themselves are so are cool, but it's very much like flags that we hold over our heads. When in fact, we're all crypto nerds who have really big things that we have to like very big troubles and, and problems that we need to solve, right? Like we have bigger fish to fry than fighting amongst one another, right? Like we, we can definitely talk about things that we disagree about so we can get, you know, find better answers. But in the end, if we can all work together to, to help and, empower each other it, i mean it's just so much better off definitely lost underneath the flag i guess transparency is the most important thing i concur agreed but make sure you get a vpn <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> man you know what i just got a vpn probably two months ago i'm not on it right now but um I usually go on there when I'm doing stuff I shouldn't. But anyway, <laughs> um, I've found, man, I've found an appreciation for VPNs that I, I never really like. I should have always known, man. But 
you realize how powerful a VPN is. And in this day and age, Jesus, if you don't have, I, I honestly wonder if we're going to find ourselves in a time within the next like five to 10 years where we're going to literally say we have a right to a VPN. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, Hillary Clinton, we have a right to our damn VPNs. Stay away. You obviously have no clue about server <laughs> security, and you're probably the most corrupt woman who's ever existed. That type of stuff. I concur. <laughs> I think she has half a clue. Do you have a Sorry, problem? I just uh, offended a Hillary Clinton supporter. No, whatever, no. <laughs> uh, it's not much of a choice, Chairman. Is there a problem with Blink in that a lot of scientists are statists and socialists? What do you mean? That their political views do not coincide with uh, what Blink stands for? Well, Gridcoin being having a profit motive and talking earlier about how uh, some people in the Blink community uh, are basically anti-capitalist. I don't think... Well, it's only a few people uh, that are outspokenly aggressive against it. If you go to a, a, Boink, mm. team, a Boink team forum, you'll get like kicked or banned because it's perceived as like team poaching. And that's just the way it has been for like last decade. The other teams will go to other forums and you know troll and try and get their users or whatever. But what we found is that uh, you know Boink developers and Boink projects uh, try and remain you know team neutral, which means at the moment like that they don't quite involve themselves with Gridcoin publicly. They may be uh, among us, but they are not public about it. Thank you. Thanks for that. I'm going to run, but it's uh, been an uh, interesting couple hours. Cheers, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks, everyone, for coming. It's been a yeah, I wish I would have been late. I, I thought that it was at four because I don't know why I did the calculations wrong, obviously. But if this is this going to be the time that you're shooting for every week? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about every week, but definitely this is around about, this is about the time we will be doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me know whenever you guys are interested in doing it or, you know, if you can let me know whenever you post something about it. Uh, it looks like right now your post about it is at like a hundred and some dollars. So you've, you've made some money off of it. That's at least a positive, um, real quick. If you see the guest book. If you click on that, you don't have to sign it, obviously, but you can see how it works. And I'm going to keep building tools or, or working to build tools that will enable you guys to, and other communities to, um, give back to the members of the community who are who are really sacrificing and enjoying or, or joining up to work together in this type of way. Awesome, man. Thanks. Cheers, man. Thanks for the supplying this thing for us again. That's uh, pretty cool. Indeed. Ah, man, it's 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 really nothing. Um, I just have a vision of of hopefully empowering communities and hopefully bringing them all together to work together in some way, shape, or form. Like that's why I said, if you guys ever hear me say stuff about like putting the Beyond Bitcoin tag and things like that, I say it primarily so I can kind of reach out to the people who have been, you know, who are, who are still under that flag uh, of beyond Bitcoin. There's a reason why I didn't 
I didn't call it BitShares Hangouts was because BitShares is kind of is, is a decentralized exchange. So it gives me the ability to try to help people who are in different cryptocurrencies to have to hold their currencies in a place that's not centralized. And as such, because as this as this gains traction and becomes more than what it is today even, uh, it'll protect the crypto communities, but it'll also enable me to go in a way where I don't have to worry about, hey, this flag's above my head. I can say, oh, look at this community. It's an awesome community because of this, this, and this. Look at the technology they're supporting. Why don't you guys all come on and talk about this? You know, And then we trade it on the decks. It's not, it's, it's helpful for me to do that. It's not seen as a bad thing. I don't have a community that's fighting me because I'm reaching out to other people. And you guys, if you've ever tried reaching out for other cryptocurrencies and things like that, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about, but that's kind of the way that I, it it enables me to do some really cool things for community building and shit, man, whenever you're a person who loves communities, that's what you do. So I, I would do this whether you guys are here or not, but it's awesome that you guys are joining up because, well, like I say, this is this is one of the ones that is definitely underestimated in the space. Thanks. I definitely understand where you're coming from regarding, you know, hostility between uh, crypto communities. If you go on, like, you know, uh, Sash R Bitcoin, you know, you'll, you'll get banned straight up, boom, gone. Uh, yep. You have to remain on neutral, pay, uh, you, you know, forums, and this is a great uh, communication medium. Thanks. And and of course, you know, when you get banned, is that helping them? Hell, no, it isn't. It's it's actually making the the people. It, it's so sickening to me that they will ban people who are joining up to try to talk about things in a productive manner. You know, like if you do that, that should be the only stipulation that you don't like attack people, that you actually try to talk about the actual problems and not attribute, um, you know, bad intentions to people who are actually bringing up genuinely valid points. Um, I have some history that some, one of these days when we're not recording, I'll, I'll gladly talk to you guys about why, uh, why we've done some of the things we've done. But I'll say this, like, in my experience through BitShares, there were a lot of people who called it a scam, who, who put down Dan Larimer and Stan Larimer and all the community uh, and and called, you know, just just FUD, literal FUD. And I've actually had people who were in the Let's Talk Bitcoin network, big people, um, come in here and uh, approach Larimer about some of the things that were uh, going around about the centralization of ownership in BitShares, uh, saying that Dan owned all these different tokens, and Dan pretty much put it to rest, and they shut up and never said anything about it again. So it's like, you know, we did this because we wanted journalists who who actually want to report on the the actual facts to eventually join up in these conferences. And if we have, like, if you guys know of people who write about Gridcoin, let me know. Like, let me help them be empowered to join these conferences whenever you guys speak and and put out news releases about this stuff. We can upvote all that stuff on Steemit and give all of them money for once. I, I, like, how many people do you know of 
who do amazing things and just don't it frustrates me i'm sorry and don't get paid <laughs> yeah. for it and you yeah. know they deserve it and you know that if you asked them if they deserved it they would say i'll do it no matter what and you know these people and you like you love them and you want to pat them on the back and you want to give them a hug but you don't have the money to give them either because guess what you're sacrificing just like they are. The wonderful thing about Steemit is that we can actually use this as a tool to upvote each other's content and give each other the capital we need to continue growing. And guess what? Those people who are willing to sacrifice and work for nothing, if you put capital in their hands, guess what they're going to do with it? They're not going to go out and buy cocaine and high dollar hookers, or at least they're not going to do it for very long. They might celebrate. But after that, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to build stuff. You know what I mean? They're going to use that and they're going to go, oh my God, you know, and I'm not, I'm joking about the cocaine and high dollar hookers. They'll probably yeah. go out and get a, a decent meal that's not ramen noodles or, or buy a nicer type of beer for once that they've always wanted to try. But they're going to go back and they're going to build the stuff they love to build and they're going to feel appreciated, which just makes it like twice as powerful, right? So you put that capital in their hands and you let an, a group of people like them see it where they're all going to start upvoting each other and it becomes literally like to the end power, right? Like, it, yeah, just get steam power, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know all of you guys are, are those guys because yeah. you're here, because you're actually sitting here on a Sunday at five o'clock when other people are out getting drunk early uh, and you're, you're either drinking yeah, or not, drunk. but you're yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. You're not partying. You're working on building something that's going to fix a lot of the problems that we see in our world. So shit, man, you all deserve it. So let me know, man, uh, uh, give me your emails and I'll upvote a lot of your content. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Good night, uh, good night, guys. I'm going to go out All to right. my wife, and because I really do risk the risk talking to you guys for way too long. <laughs> no but worries, man. That's why we do hangouts, right? It's going to be terrible when they're <laughs> when it gets bigger. I'll probably never leave here. Anyway, see you guys in a bit. Cheers. Well, Catch you later. Bye. Oh, real quick, before yeah. I do that, you'll never <laughs> get rid of me. Huh? Love it. Censorship is wrong most of the time. Yeah. Actually, the funny thing is uh, my whole family's in this room and we're all on our own bits of technology. That's awesome. Really? If you guys are already on Steemit, please consider upvoting. And if you guys ha would like to RSVP to talk about something, um, let us know. Go ahead and RSVP there and follow the instructions and I'll upvote that stuff whenever uh, I can. And reach out to the community members that you think would help you so we can get you guys on there if you guys ever want. Obviously, this will be done every week. But if you guys don't, uh, I mean, if you guys don't want to do it today or if you guys think that you want to do it at specific times, that's fine too. But you guys will always be able to do it. Cool. Cheers, dude. Awesome, man. All right. Bye, guys. Peace yeah. out.